Good morning, and welcome to this edition of A Public Affair on KGNU with the Community Foundation of Boulder County. I'm your host, Jim Williams, Dean Emeritus, University Libraries for CU Boulder, and I'm a trustee for the Community Foundation. With me this morning, Amara Mitzer, co-founder and executive director of Growing Up Boulder, and Madeline Madz-Cass, a sixth grader at Boulder's Centennial Middle School, and she has been at the center of this movement since she was in preschool. Their organization, again called Growing Up Boulder, has worked locally for 12 years to help make Boulder a more child-friendly city and county. Their work has gained international attention, and today we're going to talk about how kids can help design cities. So Mara, let's start with you. You recently gave a TED Talk called, quote, How Kids Can Help Design Cities, unquote. It's been viewed now 2.3 million times and translated into 21 languages. In it, you pointed out that we tend to think of kids as, quote, future citizens, unquote. Their ideas and opinions will matter someday, just not today. But kids make up a quarter of the population. So shouldn't we have, shouldn't they have a say in what the world they'll inherit will look like? So Mara, why do you think your message resonates so well? You know, when I first started doing this work, um, people didn't really understand the concept. And part of why I wanted to do the TEDx talk and why I was so grateful to have that opportunity is to change people's minds um, and fears about listening to young people. Through our work, we've really seen that young people have just such creative and smart ideas for how to improve our cities and our communities. And just because they can't vote doesn't mean they don't have a right to have voices in opinions which shape their lives or in decisions which are going to shape their lives. You know, our kids are as much a part of our communities as our elders, as our middle-aged people, and they have a lot to add in terms of knowing what works for them and doesn't work. And so I feel um, very honored to get to hear their voices and help connect them with the decision makers who can actually bring some of their ideas to fruition. All right, so now take a minute and tell us how you found Mads. <laughs> well, I was, I was so fortunate. You know, we work, um, the way we actually do our work is we partner with community organizations. So it might be a school, a classroom, um, or an after-school program. And it turns out that we've had the luxury of working with Mads two times, first when she was in preschool and then again when she was in elementary school. Um, and that happens sometimes and we don't even know it where we um, you know, just partner with whomever is the best partner for that moment. So for example, um, 
we like to work with um, lots of diverse classrooms. So we look for English language development classrooms. We look for a diverse set of community partners who might um, serve kids with a variety of backgrounds and needs. And we're lucky enough to have Mads in, in two of those classrooms. <laughs> Way to go, Mads. Thank you. By the way, I have a daughter whose name is Madeline. Oh, that's awesome. It's a great name. But I call her Ace instead of Mads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because she's my number one. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> so back to you, Mara, for just a minute. You've developed and run programs for underrepresented children and families for your entire career. What gave you the idea to look at the built environment through the eyes of a child? So I was really fortunate that when I moved to Boulder in 2009, um, two people had come together and were cooking up this idea of starting a child-friendly city initiative in Boulder. And that was Professor Willem von Vliet um, and then um, Executive Director of Planning and Sustainability for the city of Boulder, David Driscoll. And both of them had dedicated parts of their career to engaging young people in city planning. And when I moved here and I started meeting with them, um, they had dreamed up this idea of implementing the United Nations Convention on the Rights of the Child. So, right, this is a tr an international treaty that has been ratified by every country in the world except for the U.S. Um, that is part of the United Nations. And they said, we want to implement that here in Boulder and, and really operationalize that to make Boulder a child-friendly city. And I said, well, I'd love to volunteer for that. I have a young child. And also, this is where my heart lies. And so um, we cooked it up together. And 12 years later, you know, it's, it's going strong. And we actually have more requests than we can uh, respond to for the work that we do. So tell us more about growing up Boulder. With whom did you did you found it? Yes. Because I noticed that you are a co-founder. Yes. And yes. tell us about the connection to the university. Sure. So uh, we have been based at the University of Colorado out of the Environmental Design Program's Community Engagement Design and Research, or CEDAR Center. And so we were a partnership between the city of Boulder, um, the city, so the city of Boulder, the University of Colorado, Boulder Valley School District, and then lots of nonprofits and businesses in the area. And we work with about 60 different partners, actually. Um, it comes and goes who is uh, partnering with us at a given moment, but we try and do lots of networking within our community to really um, be present to whatever is, is needed for that moment. Now, we're in a very exciting phase where we're actually um, moving out of the university to become a nonprofit program under the fiscal sponsorship of the Colorado um, Nonprofit Development Center, or CNDC. And so this is really um, an amazing opportunity for us to move forward. How are you funded? Yeah, so most of our funding actually comes from the city of Boulder, a, very, a few small uh, private donations and a few small foundations. Um, and then we've started doing some consulting work. So because we have so many requests, um, we've started offering trainings, paid trainings and consulting that we can do. Um, but really, uh, community donations are a huge part of our work. And um, 
honestly, half of our time is really unfunded. We've been volunteering a lot of our time for years. And part of why we're moving out of the university is lots of foundations um, saw us as being well-funded from the university when in fact most of our funding was in kind from there. So um, this will really allow foundations and other donors to understand that um, we actually were not getting much funding from there. And so um, sort of gives us a, a fresh start. Well, good luck on that fresh start. I'm going to turn to Mads in just a minute, but I want to take a moment and thank our listeners for tuning into KGNU's A Public Affair this morning. I'm speaking today with Mara Mincer and Mads Cass of Growing Up Boulder about how kids can help design cities. So, Mads, you're in the sixth grade now, a big middle middle schooler, I, yeah. I think you would call yourself. You've been involved with Growing Up Boulder since you were in preschool. Yeah. So tell us how you got involved in planning the Boulder Civic area at such a young age. What was that like? Why do you think adults listen to what you and your friends had to say? And what's been the result of your work? So for the Civic area, I remember just we would we had this light table i remember and we we would draw and i feel like to adults none of our drawings really made sense and as preschoolers it we didn't really understand what we were doing but we said you get to design a park and we got to take our imagination anywhere we wanted water slides and zip lines over fountains and as because as a young kid, you, your imagination is, it's infinite. And it was just, it was a great, op I feel like it was a great opportunity for us because we felt like maybe my water slide will be at a park where I live, or maybe my ideas will be here and I'll get to show it off. And it did, it really, our input it helped because going back years later now, I remember all those preschoolers saying, I want a water feature or a water slide or a pool or something. And you can go to the civic area and you'll see a little pump of water with tubes that water goes down that you can plant in the sand. And on rainy days, it'll get super muddy and you and younger kids like to swim in it and swim. Um, but looking as a young kid, I said, I didn't really get that. But looking back now, I understand, wow, my voice made an impact and I did that. And I feel like that's a really good feeling. And I like being able to share that with people. So were there other kids involved with you in designing? Yes, yes. So it was my preschool class at the Boulder Journey School. Um, it was, I think, I'm not sure if it was only my room. I remember only uh, doing it in my separate preschool class, but I'm still friends with some of the kids and preschoolers. In fact, I was just talking about it with my friend this morning. I was like, do you remember, do you remember doing this growing up Boulder project? And he was like, yeah, I do. And I remember it being fun. And we got to go to city council. And I feel like this is something that's in all of our memories. And I feel like as a group, it's a good uh, connecting or rebonding moment. If you haven't seen these people remember growing up Boulder and yeah, so there's definitely other people, and that made a big impact. Well, I understand that you've been involved in a second project. Yeah. Um, 
and it had to do with designing the North Boulder Library. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so is there any particular feature of that library now that you're proud of? So the library is still in the works, but we got to either do a project by ourselves or with um, friends. And there was, I think, five different components of the library. Me and one of my best friends, Kate, we wanted to work on the garden that's going to be outside the library. And we decided, we did a lot of research on different types of flowers and bees and butterflies. And we landed on the fact we want a little butterfly butterfly pavilion in it that kids can go and um, explore and get educated on butterflies and different type of flowers. And so we went on and we made a little uh, diorama in a shoebox of the garden that we want. And I think it was really fun because Mero is actually showing us a photo of some of the pictures that we were coming up with. And I was, I felt it was a really good idea. Um, to be thinking I feel like we were thinking about what all ages would enjoy we were thinking classes for younger kids to learn about butterflies to as old as teenagers to maybe an art class and I feel like we were both very proud of that idea so did you have to make a proposal to someone did you have to write a proposal about your idea yeah so it wasn't exactly a proposal we got to work on it I think I don't remember when, but it was, we made a slideshow and we could make a visual artifact. So some kids used a program called SketchUp and they designed a 3D um, model of either the playground that they were designing or the kitchen or the garden. And some kids did a clay or visual diorama like we did. So it was kind of, you would show it and then the growing up older people would review it and go into our ideas. So I still don't know if what's going to be in the library, but just feeling that my voice was in that project. It, as I said, it feels good. And having people look at my work and my ideas, even if it wasn't chosen or part of it isn't in the library, I don't really care because I know that it was reviewed and my voice made even the smallest bit of a difference. So were you there when it was presented to Growing Up Boulder? Um, I was not, because as we got switched online, we started um, just doing more, more of the project to ourselves. But before we did switch and this whole pandemic happened, we got to visit the site of the library and plan it out even more. And we did have growing up older people come to our school and present, and we would show them some of our work. And this was all before COVID hit. So, uh, really yes, yeah. Well, that's terrific. I want to I want to go back to tomorrow now um, because she too is involved in other projects. Yeah, and I understand that. One of them has to do with the Boulder Police Department and the other one is with Boulder Parks and Rec. So, okay, Mara, (laughs) what's that all about? Well, I will tell you about those new ones. And one last piece I wanted to add on to from what Matt was saying was um, what we were able to do is transition to continue working with the students even during COVID times. So we started in person, but then we went over Google Meets with the students and met with them weekly still. 
And their final presentation had something like 12 community members ranging from city council members to the library director, and they were able to still interact the way they would have in the classroom, except it was just virtual now. And the teacher said, this is what kept the class together. This actually yeah. was key. Yeah, did Mads did I felt growing up older did the transition really well. So that was very, very hard at the, the beginning, but um, I feel like you guys got it right then and there. And it was really great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And getting back, Jim, to your question. Um, so we are so fortunate to work on two master plans this spring. Um, the police master plan, we're working with nine different community groups and the Parks and Rec master plan is with seven, seven different community groups. And um, what we really do is we go uh, and work with them and co-create whatever the curriculum is or whatever the plan is to really hear from young people. And for the police master plan, we're trying a new approach that um, I think maybe a new way that we use more often. And what it is, is it's called Healing Centered Engagement. Um, we're working with Maya Soul Dancy, who runs Maya Soul, uh, Maya Motion Healing, um, to really um, make sure that it's extremely reciprocal in the work we do around the police master plan. Um, when we're working with highly impacted communities, we know that there may be lots of charged and strong feelings that come up when we're asking to hear young people's views about, say, policing or anything that, that could be very emotionally challenging. And so we're bringing in this mental health wellness piece to make sure that we're giving our young people the tools to be able to um, work with any strong emotions that come up while we're listening to their voices. And so I'm just so thrilled to be trying out this, this model, um, a really a psychoeducational approach to this work. So how do you choose your focus groups? for that initiative? Yeah, what we did was we created a community engagement matrix to say who are the most impacted communities? Who is the least likely to be heard? And let's start with them. So we're working with Out Boulder. We're working with Amistad. We're working with Expand, which is a Parks and Rec program for people, uh, kids with um, developmental disabilities. Um, we are working with Together, which was formerly Attention Homes to hear from unhoused kids also with BVSD's Equity Council. Wherever there are kids who in the past have been marginalized, um, that's where we want to start. Um, and so, and we'll certainly hear from the broader community as well, but we wanna really create equity. And so we're very intentional in the groups that we work with. So tell us about your maturing into an independent nonprofit. Um, what's going to be the work of that, that, that nonprofit, and is it very consistent with everything you've already been doing with um, um, Boulder growing up? <laughs> it, it will be consistent, and in fact, we're going to build upon the work we've already been doing. So we'll continue working very much with the city of Boulder and partnering with our university partners, both students and faculty and BVSD, but we're also looking to take our model and hopefully apply it even to the county level. Um, we've started discussions with different county leaders about what could it look like to be the first child-friendly city initiative or child-friendly county initiative in the state of Colorado 
in Boulder County. Um, so we're working with UNICEF USA. I'm actually an official advisor to them on their child-friendly cities to see if we can get that process rolling, if there's interest. Um, we're also looking to expand our model and train others in how to do it. And so we've applied for some grants that would allow us um, to teach this model and empower others to do it. And then sort of a, a gradual release where um, once we've empowered others to do this, we would then continue to have a peer learning network where the peer-to-peer -peer can coach each other on this and we can be there to solve some um, additional, um, you know, questions or issues as they come up. I'll bet that makes Mads very happy yeah. to hear about that project. And I hear, Mads, that you've got a fundraiser coming up. We do, yeah. So tell, tell my listening audience what that's about. So growing up Boulder, as you said, I worked on the Novo Library. And as Mara also said, it's um, working to become a nonprofit. So this fundraiser is going to be a, a really fun online event that me and a bunch of other um, growing up Boulder kids, previous kids from years ago or recent years, um, we're all going to be hosting this fundraiser online where there will be fun. We'll probably do some breakout room games. There might be even a raffle. And we'll look at some slideshows and look at pictures of growing up older kids um, when they did their project. And it, we were thinking it'd be fun if, if you ever did growing up older and you wanted to come to this event, maybe your picture would be seen and you'll see your old project. And it... We don't want it to be one of those boring events. It's going to be a fun, it's going to be a fun event. We promise you. And it'll be really fun because it's run by kids. So it will have a fun time. It's going to be a great fundraiser. Well, if you're part of the planning, I am certain it's going to be a success. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so I want to, I want to, you know, thank you and Mara for being with us. Thank you for having us. This morning. Yes. Uh, you are doing some very exciting things for our community, and we thank you for that. I want to also thank our listening audience for tuning in to the Community Foundation's monthly program on KGNU's A Public Affair. You can learn more about the Community Foundation of Boulder County at C-O-M-M-F-O-U-N-D dot org. We will be back with you on KGNU's A Public Affair on April 26th. Be well, everyone. Be well.